We are so pleased to welcome in the newest winner in the NTT IndyCar Series. We've spoken to him before, and now he has gone to victory lane. You know what we're talking about. The winner at Barber, Alex Pillow. Alex, congratulations, man. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. Um, yeah. What an amazing weekend overall, and what an amazing last few months uh, being part of Chip Ganassi Racing. Has the victory sunk in yet? Yes. Um, yes to be honest, yeah. I, I expected a different feeling, to be honest. I expected a good feeling, but I didn't expect much. Um, what, what really gives me happiness is to see everybody from the team, mechanics, crew chief, engineers, everybody that is on the office, all my family, my friends, social media. That's what really makes me happier to see all that people that's been trusting in me for so long and being them, seeing them being so happy makes me super, super happy. So I'm super proud. I'm super happy, but it makes me feel happier to see everybody happy. Let, let's talk about your new team. Chip Ganassi Racing certainly has a long legacy of winning. In fact, your owner, he goes on the social media with a hashtag, I like winners. Describe to me what you have learned about Chip Ganassi Racing since you've gone there. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. This team is crazy. It's crazy about racing. It's crazy about winning. And that's why they are 13-time IndyCar champions. Um, that's why they win so much. That's why they are always up there. It's because um, starting from Chip, he has a mentality. Um, he has says that's the only thing he has he doesn't have 20 businesses uh, uh i don't know aviation restaurants or something like that he just have racing and that's his life um he goes to every single race that he can like he tries to go nascar indycar nascar indycar um he goes bouncing around um and the mentality he has is that racing is a sport um you have to enjoy it but he wants to win that's why we're here and and i think that it gets into the mind of everybody in the office, um, all the mechanics, all the drivers, and, and that's why we delivered results because we know that racing is super tough. We know that all our competitors want to win as well, but we need to win, and that's what we work for. So if we finish second, it's okay. It's okay one time. We have to win. Um, we have all the tools in, in between our hands uh, at the shop, at the race, uh, the race weekends to, to be able to do that. And, and yeah, it's just amazing to be part of it. I want to circle back for a moment to the race itself at Barber. A um, lot of people choosing an assortment of strategies. How difficult was it for you to listen to your strategists and let it unfold? Because it, it really to me, was the fascinating part of the race. Yeah, so it was tough. Um, at the beginning, the only plan that was going to work on track was to do a three-stop. That was plan A. That was the plan that I think everybody had on their minds. But the first yellow opened a bit that window, and it was, if you risk it, you maybe can make it. If you want to play it safe, you can go for three stops. And then the second yellow hit, and it was like, okay, we can make it. It's not going to be easy. Like you still have to save tons of fuel, um, but you can make it. So I had that in mind since the first yellow. 
I had that in mind on the second yellow. The team gave me the instructions to go for a two-stop strategy with fuel uh, targets. And my only concern was like, man, I'm racing with Will Power and with Scott Dixon. So there's nobody better than Scott Dixon on fuel saving because I saw his data. He's better than me. And I didn't see Will's data, but I saw him winning so many races uh, when the fuel mileage counts. So I was like, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm fucked. Like I didn't want to say that, but I'm happy. <laughs> no, you That's are. That's what I thought at the beginning. Yeah, I said, man, these guys are gonna. So I just tried to go back to warm up where I struggled so much on fuel saving. Um, we analyzed what Scott was doing differently, and and I just tried to to put that into work. It didn't work for the first ten laps. I was not hitting the the numbers. Um, that's why I did uh, one lap less than Will, than Scott, and two laps less than Will on the first on the second stint. But then we started hitting it. I started understanding, and I think I was able. Um, I had a really good car, so that was making my job easier. So when you have a really fast car, you are able to save more fuel. Um, but yeah, man, at the beginning I was like, man, these guys are better than me on that. I I know I can be like super quick and super consistent like going full throttle and that's that was my plan like go flat out um but but i knew that on a fuel safe strategy they're gonna be closer to me so it worked out which i think it makes uh, this race even more important because i won a race that i really it was not my strong point my strong point i think it's to be able to be quick so many laps and, and full throttle without worrying about anything else um, but uh, we won one playing the game from the big guys and, and that's amazing for, for my confidence I know I can do it now maybe not as good as them for sure but I can be close to them and and we'll keep evolving for sure Yeah, you mentioned two of the best Will Power and your teammate Scott Dixon at, at stretching the fuel mileage uh, before you went into that race how much did you uh, pick Dixie's brain on how to make fuel as much as possible. So first thing on during preseason, I already saw I was lacking that thing of fuel saving. And I asked him, hey, I saw you do that. You do that. That's the way you drive. How do I do that? And he was like, man, you just have to do this, this and that. And I was like, yeah, I try, but that doesn't work for me. Like, <laughs> um, and it's just about experience. It's about do it over and over and over and over. And finally, you see what it works for you. Um, but it was super, super mind clicking or I don't know how to say, but, uh, I got a different approach and I saw the light, uh, during the warmup. I was super fast on warmup. Uh, I think I was the strongest car on the blacks. Um, but Scott was like 0.2.3 miles per gallon more than me, which is a ton for people that doesn't understand that that's a lot. Um, and I, I just analyzed a lot with all my engineers and, and we were like, okay, that's what I would have to do. I know that's the theory, but we, we need to, to execute. So as I said, didn't work for the first 10 laps and it ended up working. I'm going to go backwards for just a second with you. They dropped the rag at Barber. You guys don't even complete one lap. And there is a Talladega stock car type accident. How close were you to all that action? Not much. Uh, I was not super close. I think that was on six 
transition on P6 that started happening, which is like pretty, uh, pretty early. Uh, that doesn't happen usually, um, but mm-hmm. that was on P3. So I was away from that. I saw the replay from that. That was scary, but man, IndyCar, like we have no tire warmers. Um, it's super tough. That corner, it, it's a jump. So the IndyCars, they don't jump, but they lift a bit. And once they land, on cold tires and going behind a car without downforce, you that's why you get a bit of oversteer and that's what Joseph got. Um, I think that everybody was worried about that. And the bad thing for him was that he clipped the grass, um, which is unfortunate, but that's what happens when you're going all out. And we always go all out, all the IndyCar drivers. Um, I'm super glad that everybody was fine. Um, I saw some race from Hunter Race on board that, the error screen saved his life. You can say that. If you didn't see that, please watch that because IndyCar did an amazing job on, on the error screen there. And yeah, amazing to see everybody um, good. Uh, they lost some points, but I know uh, the season is super long and they'll get there. I thought it was great to see your teammates all come to congratulate you in victory lane. But uh, Jimmy Johnson, while you win, Jimmy Johnson check the box. I want to run the entire race. Uh, is it true that in a conversation with Jimmy before uh, you guys got to Barber, uh, the fact that your dad was going to be there, you reminded him that your dad was younger than he was? No, that's not the story, man. That's not the story. I know <laughs> that's what everybody thinks. That's just the story. It was in Barber. Dario was talking to me. We were on a dinner, all the team. Um, Chip was there. And Dario said, oh, so your dad is coming? And I was like, yeah, my dad is coming. Um, And I don't know why, but the age thing came up. And Dario was like, oh, so how old is your dad? And I was like, "Uh, it's younger than Jimmy. And Jimmy was there. And he was like, what? No, he's not. And I was like, yeah, he's 40 at the moment. So, And then he was like, his face went like super serious um, and they started laughing. I think it's going to be a game when he's going to return something to me uh, for, I've, for what I've been said. Um, so he's not happy at the moment, but it is what it is. Listen, that, that goes with having teammates that interact with each other. Alex, let's turn our attention to the streets of St. Petersburg. Uh, you've got some experience there. What are the biggest obstacles that drivers have to overcome bumps walls crashes 100 <laughs> laps you have 100 laps on a street course with the cars with 23 more drivers so you have you're going to be having lots of obstacles um it's a tough track it's a tough race but um i'm i'm calm at the moment i've been there before I raced there before, which gives me a lot of confidence. And I know I'm going to have a car that finished on the podium last year um, and did a podium two years ago. So um, we have a good car there for sure. I'm 100% sure it's going to be about executing, doing the obvious things right, as Chip like to say. And, and that's it. And we're going to be um, as good as we can be, uh, hopefully on the podium. And, and if we have a perfect weekend, Outside of knowing now how to make fuel, is there anything else from Barber that you can transfer over to St. Pete 
there's an awful lot of walls instead of runoff with grass and sand. So is there indeed anything you can take from the way you drove Barber and actually apply that to the streets of St. Petersburg? Yeah, so I'm not a rookie, but I'm still part rookie, in my opinion. Like last year, it was my rookie year, but the pandemic hit. We only had one free practice instead of three free practices. We had 15 races with double headers instead of 17 races separate. Um, and and I'm still not used to IndyCar. Like I'm getting there. Like um, every lap I do, I get confidence. I think we had a really good preseason. I think that the motivation, the confidence that I got in Barber and the laps, that's going to help me into St. Petersburg and just more laps with the team and with this car. Um, that's going to be uh, a key factor in St. Petersburg. But I'm, I'm really confident in St. Petersburg. I, I had a really good uh, free practice run there last year. Um, the race didn't really go well because of strategies and crazy mm -hmm. stuff that happens in IndyCar, but we tried, we were up there and, and I'm super confident about St. Petersburg. It's a track I like, it's super demanding, has some really high speed corners, which are tough and, and heartbreaking. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, listen, from uh, the drop of the checkered flag all this week and probably for the rest of the year, you're going to be a very, very, very busy man. That's what okay. we want. That's what we like. Listen, we're, we couldn't be happier for you, and we appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much, Jack, for having me once again here. And hopefully we can be in victory lane again next week, and hopefully I can be in your show again next week. You got it.